Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Katie Croak is here along with my beautiful co-hosts, Marcy Nevin and Kim Schlag. Ladies, how are you today? Hi, doing well. Yeah. Mars, how are you? I'm good. The question is, how are you, birthday girl? Birthday girl. I'm feeling 43. If that means anything, I don't really know. (laughs) I I can't define that per se, but um, it's, Honestly, it's, it's with every birthday, it's just more cemented that I don't want to turn back. Like I wouldn't redo any of those years again. And, you know, I think about, um, you know, how there are, you know, high school years that are glory days for some people and college years, which were like the best days of my husband's life. And like, then your early twenties and like, no, things didn't start to get real, real good for me until around 40. And I feel like every year since then has been like, such a journey and such a change, but all for the better. And I, you know, I don't want to do it over. That's for sure. I love it here. I love that perspective. I agree. I can't think of besides like random days that I would love to go back to, you know, like amazing days. There's no stage in life that I want to go back to. I can give you, you know what I heard the song I heard in the gym this morning, um, by AJR, the good part. I'm sure you guys have heard that like all over Instagram and, and reels, but if you really listen to the words, it's, it, I wish I had had that song when I was in college because it really sort of identified how I felt like, okay, I'm going through the motions. I keep on putting the work in. I'm doing what everybody is telling me to do. Can we skip to the good part? Like Mm -hmm. I I see it out there for some people and I don't understand why I don't have it yet. And I I think that I didn't have the capacity for, you know, a mindset shift like that when I was 20, but I can see now that like, gosh, any time can be the good part if you really want it to be, but it just took me way too dang long to figure that out. I love that. Yeah. Well said, Katie. Well said. Well, more good things. Let's talk for a moment about the giveaway that we had talked about on our hundredth episode last week. We had some really amazing entries, didn't we? Yes, we did. Oh my gosh! Like reading through those, I was tearing up. I'm Uh I'm an emotional person to begin with, but (laughs) really, they were so so kind and thoughtful and heartfelt. And I had no idea. Like, I mean, you know, people will tell me every now and then like, Oh, really love the podcast, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was to that capacity. So for everyone who entered, who is listening, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for your kind words. It just, it means so much. It really does. Mm -hmm. It is. It's about the the words are amazing, but to know that somebody, you know, actually went, followed the link, took the time, hit the rate and review, wrote everything down. Like it's just a whole process to do. And I think that's why so many of us just like hit five stars and move on with our day, but it really means so much to us. And and we want nothing more than to continue to to get this out there to everyone. So thank you. And I wish everyone could be a winner. (laughs) I know. Well, let's talk about our prizes. So um, Kim, let's start with you. What is it that you're contributing? 
So it is my 75 minute meal prep workshop. This is a live workshop I put on just a couple of weeks ago. I have packaged it and filmed it for you so that you can feel like you were there live. Mm -hmm. um, in 75 minutes, you will have a week's worth, a like work week's worth of meals for yourself. And um, we're talking five different breakfasts, five lunches, five dinners. Um, comes with the recipes, it comes with a shopping list, and then you gather your ingredients, pop this on, and you and I will make your meals together. And you can rewatch it, like go back and watch it. Yep. You will have permanent access to it. You can use it whenever you want. Amazing. Cool. Marcy, I love yours. What are you doing? I am giving away something called the focus journal. So if anyone has been following me for an extended period of time at this point and watches my stories, I, I talk about two things a lot. One is walking and then two is journaling. So mm -hmm. I've been journaling now for gosh, probably three three or four years. Um, I started with the holistic psychologist. I don't know if anyone is familiar with her. She had something called the, I can't even remember the name of it at this point, but, but just some sort of like journaling process that allows you to go into your day with intention and really focusing on like who you want to be that day. So, so much of us are, or so many of us are just going through life on autopilot, repeating the same habits, behaviors, thoughts. So this is a way to kind of like break those and yeah, really try to develop yourself into a new, a new person. So, and now it's driving me crazy what the name of it was, <laughs> um, but and then I kind of like have gone back and forth through various forms of journaling. And I landed on one called the focus journal who, or was written by Craig Smith, who is a therapist out in Utah. I've actually done therapy with him. He's a wonderful guy. And if anyone is familiar with the five, the five minute journal, it's very similar to that. So it only takes, I mean, you can make it take five minutes, 15 minutes, however much you really want to devote to it, but it's just a really good entry point into journaling. If someone wants to get into it, because I hear often that people are intimidated when they just open up a blank page. So like, I don't know what to write. And this gives you some prompts, but there are, but then there's also a quote at the bottom and the quotes are really nice and thoughtful. And so then he wants you to think about how you can apply that quote to your day. So again, just allowing you to set intentions. I really like him. Um, his handle is greatest day mindset. Marcy, I mm -hmm. connected with him after last week and he is pretty awesome. I should put him, I'll, I'll put him in the show notes um, because I think it's really nice to have a male perspective. There's so many women in this space that I follow for this type of content. And I, I really enjoyed talking with him, going back and forth with him on messages and then um, looking at his feed. So it's great. And I, I will say this, and I, I did not know until maybe a month ago, he listens to our podcast. <laughs> Apparently he does. That's what he oh, said. Really? I, was like, I was like, you listen to our podcast. He's like, well, like you listen to mine and you've supported me. So I feel like I want to reciprocate the favor and I'm always, you know, learning something from it. So yeah, yeah. it was great. Um, our, he has our, a podcast, huh? our male follower. Thank you. Our, sir. One, our, our, lo <laughs> yeah, our sole male follower. So, yeah. Um, and I came across um, Craig from Brad Jensen, the sober bodybuilder. So mm -hmm. if anyone follows him, they're both great. And they did an episode on Brad's podcast. And I was like, I really like this guy. Yeah. And then I went and binge listened to Craig's podcast because he has one as well. So anyway, mm -hmm. it all comes full circle, which is great. And what is yes. his podcast called Marcy? 
Um, Probably greatest day, greatest my... day podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Greatest day podcast. That's what it is. And the, okay. Like daily episodes. So, and then the last gift or the last part of um, the bundle are a couple things that I'm throwing in there. One of them, which is a $150 gift certificate to PE science where you can get all sorts of supplements. So it's the protein that I use for all of my baked items. If you are interested in BCAAs or pre-workouts, um, creatine, uh, bars, workout gear, shaker bottles, that can be spent on any of those things. So even if you have like a different favorite protein or something else, I'm sure you can find something on their website. And then I'm also going to be giving away a bundle of all of my digital recipes. Uh, it's 217 pages. And uh, the most recent item I've added to my library, which is a reverse dieting guide, which is kind of a take on reverse dieting from where I am now, not where I was then. So um, Kimmy, you have all of our entrants on a fancy little wheel, right? And you are going I to spin do. it and we're going to announce our winner right now. All right. So ladies, can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I know those of you listening, obviously you can't see it, but we are going to post this on our stories. So you can hop over there if you want to actually watch this. I'm going to start filming. Okay. There's all those names. And I'm going to click it to spin. I can get my. I love this wheel idea. It's so fun to see everybody's name on there. There we go. It's... And I was like, don't make me pick from somebody. Like, I know it would just be too, too hard. And let's see, Michelle Ross. Congratulations, Michelle. You are our winner. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Michelle. I don't have your um, review in front of me. I kind of wish I did, but they were all so amazing. And like Marcy said, it would have been impossible to pick based on the reviews written. So this was absolutely the only way to get it done. And Michelle will um, DM us individually and we'll coordinate getting you all of your goodies. Awesome. Stop my share. Okay. So moving on to, I guess, sort of the intent of the podcast, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about something that is certainly, I, could, I, would, I will honestly say is a deficit in my life and that is morning routine. So we always hear how beneficial it is and what it can do for you. And I feel like it's one of the last pieces of the puzzle for so many of us. Um, and I think that for me, one of those reasons is that I've always been someone who likes to eat the frog, so to speak. Like I wake up and I wanna just do the hard thing right away. And I tend not to ease into my day. And as I understand it, that is possibly the most important time as our brains are most porous, we are just coming out of sleep. Whatever we consume first really sort of sets the tone for the day, which is why it is so, so important. And I'm gonna, Kim, turn it to you because you sort of ignited this idea about morning routine based on what you're doing right now. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I've been um, a morning routine uh, slacker for a really long time. Just really struggled to have any semblance of a morning routine. Um, and mornings have been a struggle for me. And it's not, you know, there are certainly been times in my life where I struggled with mornings because like I was depressed or like I was overwhelmed and there were large chunks of my life. Like I just, on top of that, I think people do generally have tendencies. Like, are you more of a morning person or an evening person? Uh, and I've solidly been a midday person. Like mm -hmm. I'm not super functional late at night. I'm not super functional early in the morning but of necessity, look, like you have to get up for things. And so I would always kind of stumble into my day. I was definitely of the um, snooze button 
variety, like mm-hmm. long time. I'm 51. Like I am a snooze buttoner and I would plan in time for my snooze buttoning. So I would know <laughs> I'd, I'd want to do it, which is kind of crazy, but I would absolutely do that. Um, and I just always found myself feeling st- like I was starting my day behind, like not from a good place because I would kind of push it really, really far. I still do have kids to get out the door. And so I would push it as long as I could. And then finally I'm like, oh my gosh, are you up? What are you doing? I've got to make the lunch. Like, like there was just this like chaos to start my day and, or add to that my other really bad habit, which is starting the day. Cause that snooze alarm would be on my phone grabbing the phone and literally sitting in bed as I'm still half asleep scrolling. I'm either seeing email notifications or DMs or comments and either like turning immediately into work mode, thinking like, I got to remember to do this or like that comparison trap stuff starts right away. Like, oh my gosh, she's already so like, she's already posted this amazing thing and I'm not even out of bed or just like the, the stuff of like, wow, her content is so good. Like I should do this. I should do that. Why am I not all of those kinds of things. And ladies, my feet haven't even hit the floor and I'm already feeling like less than overwhelmed, trying to remember things and heaven forbid it's a day where you get like an email that's not so nice or a comment that's not so nice. And now I'm starting from this place of negativity. And for me, what I wanted in a morning routine, I had a couple of main things I was looking for because I've been trying to to fix this issue in my life for years. Like Marcy and I've been podcasting together for a couple of years. And back in 2020, I already had like a really big push for like, I'm going to get this morning routine in order. And I was really like Sam, Sarah, and Marcy all had these amazing, like million step morning routines. And I had witnessed them live and in person multiple times because we've traveled together. And I'd be like, these ladies are so friggin' together. They're not just saying they like do these things. I'm watching them all like, and they're journaling and they're gratituding and meditating and making their special drink or whatever it is they do. And they're moving their bodies. And I'm just like, wow, I need to do this. And so I would try to do it. And it was such a mismatch for me, ladies. It was just, I never stuck with these things. And I realized the reason I didn't stick with them is they weren't actually meeting the need that I had. The need that I had was not to get out of bed and immediately fill my brain with gratitude and good thoughts of the day. My need was to get out of bed. One, I was literally struggling to get out of bed Mm -hmm. and two, to stop starting my day with the phone. Like that's really like what I needed was those two things. Wow. Wow. That's such a great point about even like we can't even compare, we shouldn't even be comparing morning routines, right? Because what's good for him and for her or for them is still not going to be the right one for you. Um, that's, that's remarkable. Mars, tell us a little bit about your process. Yeah. So my process has really evolved over the years and Kim, thank you for the kind words about what you said, (laughs) but like, please believe I am not perfect. And what you said about the phone and comparing yourself before your feet even hit the floor. I still, to this day, struggle with that. I mean, I think one of the reasons why my morning routine has a gratitude practice and has a journaling practice with affirmations and all of that is because more often than not, I am looking at the phone first thing as well. So people will say, get a regular alarm clock, put your phone in the other room. Like I know all that stuff, still don't do it. Uh, See, here's the thing later listeners, you know, we know these things, we don't always (laughs) implement them ourselves, you know? So yeah, I scroll before bed. I scroll in the morning uh, before I get out all that. I will say this. I do not hit the snooze. I have never 
been a snooze button hitter, probably because for so long I was an in-person trainer and I had to be at the gym. I mean, as early as five 30 in the morning, sometimes even four 30 in the morning. Oh gosh. Those were the days I do not want to go back to. Um, <laughs> I really, I had no choice, right? Like it was like, I was up and I was it's like, put the clothes on, brush your teeth out the door. Um, so I think I've just always taken that with me and, but, but yeah, like the alarm will go off. I will be up, but then I am someone who hates open loops. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, I don't like see notifications. So those people who have like on their iPhone, like a hundred text messages and a thousand emails, like all of that. I'm like, Kim, are you one of those people? Yeah. Oh my God. Let me, let me look right now. I have 199 text messages. (laughs) I recently posted something about that in my stories and I, and I challenged someone, I was like a four digit inbox. That's insane. Uh, A friend of mine, her husband sent me a picture of his, he had um, five digits in his inbox. I I couldn't, I couldn't (laughs) relax for like an hour, just knowing that about him. (laughs) So I, I will say I have 402 in the emails. I don't even know what those emails are because I clear out my inbox like right away. Mm -hmm. So I want to get as many open loops done. So it's like, I'll open the email, clear everything out, like all the junk, you know, and save the things that I want to come back to later. Same thing with DMS. And now I have so many notifications. It's like, it's email, it's Instagram, it's WhatsApp, it's Slack. And these things are just going all day long, you know? Um, And overnight you wake up and especially because I'm on the West coast and a lot of people that I work with are either um, like my team at nutrition dynamic, they're all in Florida. Clients are, you know, on the East coast or even in other parts of the world. We do it to you all the time, Marcy, even in our, in our group chat. I'm like, you're not even awake. Here's something I want you to know. (laughs) Right. And, uh, and I do keep my phone on Sarah um, and airplane mode overnight. So, so sometimes like I will not turn that off and then I will do better about getting into my morning routine before looking at notifications. But yes, yeah, so like I struggle with that too. And it's not so much the email and the text messages and the Slack notifications. It's like, okay, here's what I have to like respond to. It's more like Kim was saying, opening up Instagram and playing comparison mode or in comparison mode from the very beginning. And then that just like, that really does impact your state moving forward. Like, unless you can break that cycle. So I will say one thing that I, I am good about is not staying in those feelings for a long time. So like I can notice them. I have the awareness, like, all right, you're doing that again. You're doom scrolling, you're comparing, Mm -hmm. but then I like, okay, get out of that. And that's when I go into my, my morning routine, which we will get into the specifics of later. I'm sure. Yeah. So actually I kind of, I'm interested in sort of diving in now to some specifics, uh, because Kim, I'm so glad you brought up that point that they should not, cannot, do not all look alike. And you really just like anything else need to find the process that works for you. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, to you, Kim, being someone who like, you know, hit want originally or, um, historically would hit snooze and just take every last second of sleep that they could. How did you shift? How did you begin to yeah. But the first step for me was really realizing that that's what I needed. I kept thinking, cause I'd hear morning routine and I'm like, all right, like I need to be more productive in the morning. That's what I want. 
And so, you know, I tried all these elaborate things. I did this thing years ago. I used to follow Rachel Hollis and she had this whole thing. Guys, what I realized I was doing to myself is I still was not addressing the fact that I struggled to get out of bed and I was adding for myself. It was like almost an hour of stuff then. Like it was like the gratitude thing. And then we'd have to rewrite our goals every day in a certain way. And I kind of liked that part, but it took a long time because I picked 10. And so I was rewriting 10 goals and thinking about each one of them. And you wrote them in like this forward, like as though you'd already accomplished them. I would write every day, like, I have, I deadlifted to 300 pounds. So we do this whole thing. And then there was like meditation and like movement, like there was this whole stuff. And so what I realized as I was, it was feeling though I liked parts of it, I still wasn't addressing the fact I struggled to get out of bed. Then I had this whole like chunk of time, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour. Oh, there was like, I was reading my Bible. I was doing personal development reading. So it was almost this hour that I now had before I actually jumped into my work day. And it was creating so much anxiety in me because mm -hmm. I still felt like I wasn't getting to what I needed to get to. And it came back to me as I was approaching this new year. And I'm like, I really want to get a handle on my mornings. I really started thinking about like what has worked and what hasn't worked. And I have to say, going through all these iterations that didn't work was actually useful because I could look and see like, what did I not like about it? And I finally honed in on the fact that my issue was I can't get out of bed. I take too much time in bed and I come from a place of negativity. And I'm like, okay, like I need to address that. Like what will mm -hmm. help me with that? The couple of things I realized is for me to really start tackling that, I had to deal with what happens at night, which is I stay up too late, ladies. I stay up too late, often messing on my phone. It was definitely a little bit of, and I had not heard this term until not, it was in the past year or two, revenge bedtime procrastination. Mm -hmm. and this is the idea that we try to take time alone, time down late at night because we haven't taken it earlier. And so even though we know oh. we're going to be tired the next day, we stay up late anyway. And this is when I would like, know, watch YouTube for fun, watch TikTok for fun, not for work, do all these things. And I would stay up late very much knowing I was going to be exhausted the next morning. Right. Mm. So I realized one, I had to start going to bed earlier on time. And I can talk in a little bit about how I finally did that. And I had to find a way to get that phone away from me. So I would, and I, and whatever I did had to address me actually getting out of bed. Like that was the big dial mover for me. And so I started thinking like, what would make me want to get out of bed? Cause clearly there are days you just jump out of bed. Like, even if you're not a morning person, there are days you jump out of bed, like, mm -hmm. Hey, it's me. I'm going on my trip or whatever it is. Right. Like you just get, get out bed. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to address this nighttime part. And we can talk about that in a bit, but then I'm like, what would actually inspire me to want to get out of bed? Look, I love my job. I do, but I'm not going to get up and be super productive in those moments. So finally I, I kind of thought about like, what do I really enjoy doing? And I like music and I like reading and I don't do either of them very much. And I was like, realistically, I'm not going to get up and like do a singing practice that takes too much effort. And no one in my house is going to be happy that I'm down <laughs> singing and like banging around on the piano. So I'm like, that's, and it's just too much effort. Like, I'm not going to go from I'm asleep to I'm singing. So I'm like, okay, reading, like leisure reading, this, this could work. Like, what, how could I make that work? And so my first idea was I will literally sit up in bed and have my book right next to me. And I can pick a really fun book because I don't spend enough time leisure reading and I'll read. And I realized that didn't, that did not attack the idea that I'm still in the bed, right? Because mm -hmm. then there's the like, oh, maybe I'm snuggling lower and lower and my head is back on the pillow. So it took me some time to figure this out. What I finally ended up doing is I have a big soft chair in my bedroom over by a window. And so I put my book there and I have this cool light. I should have brought down. So I show you ladies, I have this cool light that can go around my neck. It's like a book light. Um, so if my husband's still asleep, like there's not an issue, it just shines on there. And if it's not 
light enough for the past while it's been light enough. Now that we've changed the time, it's back to being dark when I'm first up. So I was like, I'm going to try getting a book I really like. I'm going to put a really comfy blanket sitting upright on that chair. And when the alarm goes off, I'll get up and go over to the chair. That's not too much effort. I'm literally out of bed, but I'm back under a cozy blanket because I don't like being cold. And I've got this book and I never read anymore. And I wasn't sure. I'm like, is it going to work? Is it going to work? And it did. I'm super excited. I I already read, um, I read Michelle Obama's entire, I really like biographies and memoirs. So I read Michelle Obama's entire one. I'm reading this book now. This guy is trying to thank every person who helped create his cup of coffee. And it's funny and it's light and it's cute. Like, I like it. So it's like light, mindless reading. Like I'm not Mm. trying to learn anything. I'm just reading. Enjoying it. I'm just enjoying it. And it takes almost no effort. Like, even if I'm like really sleepy, I can know, like, if I stand up and walk that 10 feet, like I'm sitting down there and I have a blanket that I really like. And I was like, this is actually, this is actually good. This is going to work. The other key thing for me was that phone. Like I didn't, if I, I was really worried if I kept if the phone waking me up and walked to the book with my phone, there was still a chance that I was not going to read the book. I was going to mess with the phone, right? Like it's the phone, mm-hmm. the phone is so dang compelling. Oh, yeah. Like it's just there. So I was like, I'm going to try this again. I've not had success with alarm clocks in the past. I just don't, I still end up with the phone, but I did it ladies. I have put the phone, the phone has, it's been almost eight weeks. Now the phone is over on my dresser, which is far away from me on the chair and me on the bed. Um, I got an alarm clock. I thought about getting, so um, I don't know if you guys know who sleep doc Shelby is Dr. Shelby Harris. I've had her on my solo podcast. Um, She's a doctor in New York. Um, She's a sleep specialist. She does cognitive behavioral therapy for people with insomnia. And so Mm -hmm. she really likes this alarm clock called the hatch alarm clock. And it's a sunrise alarm clock. It was over a hundred bucks. I want to say it's 130, 150. And I was like, I keep buying alarm clocks that I don't like. I should not spend 130, 150 bucks on alarm clock. I found a cheaper one on Amazon and it's a sunrise alarm clock, which means that it's this big face that kind of looks like a big ball. And it wakes you and you can set it. So I set it for 10 minutes before I want to be awake. It starts getting brighter and brighter, like the sun to like fill the room with light and you can choose a sound to go with it. So I've chose birds chirping. So first the room starts lightening up. My husband was not super thrilled, but the man is like, an he's always up at like five or five 30. I'm like the times that you're going to not be yeah. awake are so few. And I really struggle. Can we just do this? So he, he's dealing with it. He's dealing with it fine. So the room lightens up, the birds start chirping and it's a really pleasant way to wake up. And it doesn't involve my phone. I have not snoozed it even one time, ladies, not even one time. I have not yes. snoozed. And you did this all the, by the way, through the winter months, you said the last eight weeks I, and we're yes, recording mid March. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, cause I think it is easier to get up when the sun is, is it has yes. risen and you have, and you hear the actual birds, but yes. you're doing this in the, the depths of the late winter. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. I wanted a routine that I could follow year round. Cause I was like, you know, the other thing I really like is being outside, but I was like, I'm not going outside in February. Like mm-hmm. sure. Like in June, that's great. Like if you get up early and head on to the back deck and like have your cup of tea on the back deck, that sounds really nice. And I can do that later, but I can't do that to wake up because it's not year round and I'm not going sitting outside in the dark and the cold. Um, and I really, for me, what I realized the missing piece was something enjoyable in the morning that was literally going to get me out of bed. Amazing, Kim. I should link that alarm clock too. Yeah, the one that I use is caught, and I don't know how to pronounce it. It's J A L L. I don't know if that's Jaw or Jail or how you pronounce it, but I really like it. Um, it was definitely a little bit technical as far as all the little features, which was a bit of a hurdle, but it worked. 
I've had other alarm clocks that felt technical and I never could get them. I didn't feel they were reliable. So I still had to keep the phone next to my bed, which was mm-hmm. defeating the point. But this one, it actually works. Like it's, it's all good. Um, I, I love this shift because I think so many of us think that morning routine has to equate to productivity and something that's going to benefit me or do something good for me later. And it can be that for many, many people, but you addressed a specific issue and that salt and, and, and then you found an action to solve that issue completely irrelevant was productivity. It was just solving the issue. That's outstanding. Yeah. And for me, it was such a big deal because I just hated that feeling of starting feeling behind. Right. So I, Mm -hmm. I just wasted too much time. And so now like I'm up and I added more things on after I projectively like got out of bed, did my reading. Um, and I read for like 20 minutes. Uh, I was wide enough awake that I was able to start doing like my a skincare routine, which like I am terrible about doing that. But again, I've been doing it for, uh, probably like a week less. So like seven weeks doing the skincare routine, taking all my morning medicine without, like, cause usually before it was like, I'd go down I'd get my daughter out the door. And then some days I'd forget to go back up and take all my very important medications, right? Mm-hmm. Because, or it'd be like three hours later. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I never went back upstairs. So mm-hmm. I just start my day from a place where I feel, um, like I've taken care of important things and I'm wide awake to say goodbye to my daughter. I'm not like rushing around, Um, And I have aspirations to continue to add a little bit more on. I really do want to start my day dressed and not in my, my cozy loungewear. At least I'm I'm shooting for most days, maybe not every day, because some days I just want to stay in my cozy loungewear, but I think it will help me to get into my workout easier if I'm not going back upstairs after I've worked for a few hours to put my, my workout clothes on. So that's what I'm, I'm working on next. The little builds. I love it. Okay, yeah. Marcy, let's switch over to you. I, I'm sure you have a, another version. So let's hear it. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work out this way. So it ebbs and flows. But I would say for the past couple of months, really since I've been in my new space, I feel like that was kind of a good way to reset my morning routine. So first thing I do, again, I do not hit the snooze button. So I do set an alarm most days. Um, So alarm goes off. And, you know, if I do happen to do a little scrolling or, you know, put every, get everything to zero. So I don't have those open loops. Then what I will do first is go into the kitchen and take my fasting blood sugar, which people are probably like, why the hell do you do that? (laughs) But Um, it is one of, it's a very important biomarker of your health. So, uh, when I was struggling with my health issues, I had very high fasted blood sugar. So in the high nineties, like even sometimes in the low hundreds, which can be like pre-diabetic. Now, if you look at me, you're not going to think that like I'm diabetic. I'm, you know, a relatively lean, healthy person. And like, I do all the right things, you know, I eat well, I exercise, all of that. But I think for me, what it is, is, um, it was stress response. So my cortisol was spiking so high in the morning that that was pushing glucose into my system. So that's just something that I've always wanted to monitor. And then also if you do have high blood sugar, uh, throughout the day, it's going to be more difficult for you to like partition nutrients into, you know, where you want them to be. So if you're trying to build muscle and you're not getting those carbs into your muscle, then they're going to be, you know, stored more as body fat, all of that. So, you know, as I'm working on my body composition and trying to build muscle, still working on my health, (laughs) which I got a test back yesterday. I'm like, Whoa, girl, you've got some work to do. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's ugly. Um, so 
yeah, I, I do the fasting blood sugar, which it's been nice because it has been like in the eighties. So that shows that like, I'm doing something right over here, you know? And then after that I drink 20 ounces of water. So that has been, I am terrible. I will say about drinking water, like specifically throughout the day, <clears throat> but back in April, I was having some digestive issues and I needed to start drinking 20 ounces of water with like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in it, um, just to help my digestion. And that solidified that habit, like from the get-go, I don't think I've missed one day since then, since I have not drank my water. And the reason is just because <clears throat> I make it visible. So I put my cup out where I can see it. Um, when I was drinking coffee, I put it right next to the coffee pot. So that was my habit stack. I would get the coffee ready to go fill up the water, drink the water while the coffee was brewing. And like Kim was saying, that was one of the things that made me want to get out of bed. It's like, oh, I've got that coffee to listen to look forward to. Cause sometimes even I have resistance towards like journaling and doing all of that. Um, but I'm like, if I can drink the coffee while I'm journaling, then that's going to feel better. So I was doing that for a while, but now I am not able to drink coffee or caffeine for a bit. So um, I have the water, then I do get back in bed, I will say, <clears throat> and I do that Wim Hof breathing. So uh, how do I describe it? It's like you take in really big inhales and then you exhale and then uh, you do 30 of those and then you hold your breath for as long as you can. So there was a time when I could do it for like two or two and a half minutes. And for some reason now I can like barely get <laughs> to two, maybe I'm like a minute, a minute and a half. Um, but that's a really great way to like wake yourself up. If you're not someone who drinks caffeine, or if you mm. do struggle with that, like kind of get up and go in the morning. So just like oxygenating your system is mm. in my opinion, a really great way to just like, kind of, yeah, get the blood flowing and, and wake you up. So I'll do that. And then, uh, I meditate for a few minutes and then I do my journaling. And then after that, I, I go out and I get my my morning sunlight, which is so important. So sometimes it's a long walk. Sometimes it's a 10, like today it was a 10 minute walk because I woke up a little bit later and I had the podcast to record. Um, so yeah, it's not like I have to journal for 20 minutes and I have to <clears throat> meditate for 10 and I've got to go on a 50 minute walk. You know, it's just kind of like whatever I have time for. It sounds like this process, it can be like <clears throat> a 20 or 30 minute bit of time. It's not like extraordinary it be, commitment. No, like the Wim Hof breathing takes about 10 minutes. Like, cause you know, you're, it takes a while to like, to do the breathing and then to hold it and all that. So like, that's maybe 10 and then maybe I'll meditate for like five to 10. And then the journaling can take however long I want it to. Uh, and then same thing with the walk. So I, I have the structure. I am a very, very structured person. I, my brain works well like that. Like, okay, here are the steps that I'm going to accomplish, mm -hmm. but yeah, the length of each one can ebb and flow depending on how I feel, depending on what I have going on. Are you getting up at the same time every day? Um, yeah, for the most part, like 6.30. So for whatever reason, I don't know, like I have not been sleeping well again. And daylight savings probably, yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't, I think it's a little bit of that maybe. Um, some like, just like anxiety, I'll admit. So like waking up in the middle of the night, feeling anxious and not being able to go back to sleep. So like usually I set an alarm for around 6.30 and last night I'm like, I'm not setting the alarm because I was up for, you know, probably two hours in the middle of the night. So I'm going to let myself sleep. But I will say, um, I am a very big proponent on people going to bed and waking up approximately at the same time. So that is going to help set your circadian rhythm. Um, otherwise your body's internal clock, like it never really knows 
what time it is. So mm-hmm. that's the other reason why like getting sunlight in your eyes first thing in the morning can help you wake up too um, and make you feel alert, make you feel energized and then make you um, stay that way throughout the day. And then that sends the signal to your, to your brain, essentially your body that, okay, you know, 16 hours from now or however long it's going to be, um, then it's going to be nighttime. And that allows you to, to fall asleep easier. So, so I can relate to the waking up in the middle of the night struggle. I think a lot of women can, and I'm someone who has not set an alarm for probably see my daughter's 12, 12 years. I have not needed an alarm clock since I've had children. And for a while it was because they were babies and babies will wake you up. And then once they got to the point where I had to wake them up for school, that pretty much shifted and became a time where my cortisol spiked at inopportune times. And so sometimes I think it was somewhere around 4am and I wouldn't get back to sleep again. And, or if I could, it would be at six o'clock. And my husband knew if I was sleeping at six o'clock to just like silently get out of the room and leave me alone and let me in, let me catch up. And so it made it really hard to establish a routine because some, I could be up at four in the morning for the day, or I could be up at eight o'clock for the day and neither one felt good. And I really just wanted to get to the point where I could wake up somewhere between five and six, five 30, six o'clock, um, and begin. And I've gotten closer to that, but I still like the last couple of nights I've been up way too early, which is odd because we lost an hour last week. So it's unclear to me why. I have the disruptions in my sleep sometimes. It's not always, but I'd say like five nights a month I have them and it totally throws me off kilter. So Kim, what do you do when you can't do your morning routine? Well, I will say I've only had a couple of times uh, since I started this that there were like bumps in the road. One, we were traveling and I was like, I'm not gonna bring my alarm clock with us to Pittsburgh. We were sharing. It was just one night we're going to this college thing. And it's like my daughter and her friend were in the room with us. I'm like, I'm going to annoy everybody if there are birds chirping and they're not ready to get up yet. I'm like, I'm just going to relax and like try and set my phone alarm and get up and, and, and it was fine. And so I was like, I just needed some flexibility there. Um, but otherwise I haven't struggled with it yet. It has worked really well for me. And I ha- will say that this week was tough. Like daylight savings time was not easy. I have been really draggy. Um, but I've also given myself permission to take a nap later in the day. If I was tired because Mm -hmm. I still, for me, like creating this routine is super important. And as Marcy said, this is something I learned from, um, Dr. Harris, when she was talking about, you know, setting our circadian rhythm that as much as possible, keeping your wake time, the same all seven days of the week. She said, if you're overly tired, it kind of makes sense. Oh, like let's try and sleep in on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And she said that that can work for people who do not have any sleep troubles. But if you're somebody who's struggling with sleep, it's not the best plan. It's actually going to probably do more harm than good. And right now I have not been in the recent past having struggles with sleep, but I have had so many years of struggles with sleep that I'm very sensitive to the idea that I want to do everything possible to like maximize my chances of getting good sleep and keeping my circadian rhythm set well. So I have been even on weekends, still waking up. Um, my alarm goes off. The light starts, um, opening, uh, getting brighter at six 20. Sometimes it wakes me up immediately. Sometimes it takes the full 10 minutes, but I'm up between six 20 and six 37 days a week now. But if I'm tired later in the day, I take a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. I do the same thing. I wake up at the same time, pretty much every day. Um, within, yeah, I would say like a 20 to 30 minute window and, and for the most part, I don't even need the alarm. My body just naturally wakes me up probably because I have set my circadian mm-hmm. rhythm, but, um, yeah, give it a try. It really, it's so impactful and you're going to notice it's hard at first, but you'll notice a difference. 
Yeah, I'm definitely not there yet as far as like the alarm, not needing the alarm. I for sure need an alarm. And I don't know, maybe I'll get to a point someday. Like my husband does not need an alarm. He just, he like wakes up and he has forever. And I do not, like, I think I, I think if I just kept it, it actually would be interesting to try sometime just to see. I think I'd sleep till eight, nine, 10, maybe 10, oh, 30 wow. or I, guys, I am really good at sleeping. <laughs> I, w- I wish I was. Well, it's interesting because In the on, morning. On, on Sunday, I, I did not set an alarm on Sunday. I don't remember why. And I woke up and I looked at my clock and it was 7.45. I'm like, 7.45? I haven't slept this late for, I don't even know how long. And I was like, oh, really? It's more like 6.45. So yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm someone who's always been super productive in the mornings. And so I think that's like, I I enjoy the mornings. I get a lot done. Um, And so for me to do something that was like, to sort of interrupt that really valuable time with something that was like recovery based or that I felt like I wasn't getting a direct result from in the moment, like meditation or journaling was really hard. And one of the reasons I was so resistant, but I will say since I've started meditating, that is my morning routine now. So when I wake up, the first thing I do is I, unfortunately I do have to grab my phone for it. Cause I use an app. I use insight timer, but I get my wireless earbuds. I get my phone and I come into my office and if it's cold, I lie in my chair under a blanket. And if it's not, I lie on the floor. I love lying on the floor. And I do a morning meditation and some, depending on what time it is, if it's like four in the morning and I can't get back to sleep, I'll do like something a little bit more relaxing and, and maybe gratitude. And if it's closer to a normal time, um, usually around like six o'clock, I'll do like a morning meditation, something that sort of sets the intention for the day and gets me going. So that has been consistent for me and it only wavers when my sleep is really, really off, but generally establishing the intention for the day and focusing inward during that productive time means it gets done because I know this about myself. It will not get done later. I will not meditate later in the day. Um, Occasionally I'll lie down before I have to pick up my girls from school. And that's really nice, but that's very, very short and it's not as intentional and it's so much easier for that to get hijacked. So um, I'm putting that important thing at the beginning of my day now and it's working great. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I do think that figuring out, like for me, like meditating first thing in the morning is never going to work. If I do decide to eventually want to add meditation, it's going to come later in the day. Same thing with exercise. Some people don't have the luxury of exercising later in the day and they do need to find a way to get it in in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are just like, I feel better getting it in the morning. For me, I just have enough um, self-awareness and I happen to have my life set up in a way I'm solidly like 11, 12, mm-hmm like that's when I want to train. And on days when we podcast, I I will go work out right after this. I don't want to get up and go right to the gym. That's, that's not Mm -hmm. a great fit for me and my personality and and just how I prefer my day. So I really think like, and like I said, not everybody has the luxury of setting their life up in that way, but I don't think people need to feel this pressure. So many of the morning routine hype that's out there, they're all like, I read miracle morning. Like when I was trying to figure out like what my morning routine was going to be. And I watched all these different like YouTube videos of different people in their morning routine. And it's like, first of all, why does five or four have to be the time? Like everybody's up super early and they're, everybody's exercising and taking cold showers and all of this stuff. And none of that has to be part of your morning routine. Like none of it has to be, but it can be if that's when it fits for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if that's what you want. That's, that's what I think again, to a, like, I love Kim, the idea, the takeaway I have is think about what issue needs to be addressed and address that. Take yeah. the time to figure out what it is and how you can support it. And maybe make that be the first step of establishing your morning routine. 
Yeah. And absolutely do not compare yourself to anybody else. Don't compare yourself to us, to the people that you see on social media, because everybody is different. Like Kim was, or you kind of both were saying, you know, everybody's circumstances are going to be different. So if you are, you know, a new mom and you have a baby to, to take care of, like, yeah, you're not going to have a 10 step morning routine. So, you know, it just, it has to be something that, that feels good for you. That is approachable so that not only do you enjoy it, because the worst thing to do is to force yourself into this box thinking that you should be doing you know all of these things that you see on social media like the cold showers like the breathing like the meditating and some people just don't like that stuff and that's totally mm -hmm. okay so I, I did I will say um I haven't completed it yet but I bought Karen Nordine's um meaningful mornings course so maybe mm -hmm. we can link that in the show notes where she talks you through how to set up a morning routine and yep. she's just kind of like, you know, get rid uh, of all of the shoulds, get rid of, you know, what you feel like you need to be doing um, and, and make it like meaningful for you um, because yeah, everyone's going to be so different and, and maybe you start with like one thing at a time and then you layer it on, on from there. Uh, it doesn't need to be a multiple step process. It's just like, what is going to feel good to me so that I can go into my day you know, in a, in response mode, not reactive mode or not comparison mode or whatever the case might be. It's an excellent way to wrap this up, Marcy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, but I will say to, to wrap it up, because Kim said this at first, the morning routine starts the night before. Yeah. yeah. It really I does. It is true. Um, it, it, that I don't think I would be successful with what I'm doing in the morning, if I was overly tired. And mm -hmm. so that like getting to bed part is really important. And for me, the key to that was starting my bedtime routine, which is not that crazy intensive. But my problem was that I was having so much resistance when it was 10 o'clock at night, 10, 15 at night to go upstairs and like do all the things like wash my face and brush my teeth and take all my 9 million medicines and get changed. Like I was happy sitting under my blanket. And so what I realized is if I took all of that and put it at seven o'clock, it was meant that when it was actually time to go to bed, I stopped procrastinating because literally the only thing I needed to do was walk upstairs and get under the covers. And it, this was like a mind blowing moment for me when I realized that. And so now like after dinner, most of the times I'm not going out. If I'm not going anywhere, I go up, I put my pajamas on, wash my face, brush my teeth, take my medicine, do anything I need to do, set my alarm clock. And so that when like 10, 15 rolls around, it doesn't have nearly the resistance because there's nothing I need to do. I love that. We may mm -hmm. need an evening routine podcast after hearing that. That's pretty enlightening. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, ladies, this was wonderful. Thank you so much. We will not be recording next week, um, but I, I believe. Yeah, we're not. Katie's going to be on in beautiful Florida. Yes, but we will be back on track the week following. So spring break for decades of strength. And uh, we thank everyone so much for listening. Congratulations again to Michelle Ross. And we hope everyone has a beautiful day. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you, and we'll see you again next week.